Welcome back to the Para Podcast and Happy New Year. I want to welcome you all in 2024. This is our first episode of the year. 2023 was an awesome year and we got a lot of episodes in in 2023, but there are so many more coming in 2024. So I'm so excited to have you all here and wherever you're listening from, Happy New Year and I wish you all the best for 2024. Now today I am recording in a different studio and so because of that reason, Mia is not able to join me today because we are in a different location today, but I do have somebody else that is joining us and I'm so excited to share this episode with all of you because we're going to be chatting with Laura and you might know her from social media known as Chi Chi Bean and she has also created an avian approved Chi Chi's chop and this is a freeze-dried chop so we're going to chat with Laura about diet, nutrition, and so much more. She is a mom of 11 Conyers. So she is the person that I want to be, (laughs) the crazy Conyer lady. And she also has chickens and a beautiful garden. And she has fed her birds from the fruits and the veggies that she has grown in her own backyard. So we are going to really dive into nutrition and health and wellness for our birds today and so much more. So let's jump in and get chatting with Laura. And I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Welcome, Laura, and Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year. I'm so excited to be here as well. I have a little Pip with me. Oh, oh Pip is so cute. You are just the cutest. Okay. Hi get to know each of your Conyers because I know that you have 11 Conyers but for everybody that's listening tell us about your birds tell us about all of them their ages their names and specific like species yes all right so I have all green well all green cheek Conyers besides one peewee's a black cat so I will start from the first one (laughs) Chi Chi Chi-Chi is the reason behind my whole account. Um, He, we, I'm very honest about my struggles and story because I'm always trying to help other people. Why are you biting? No bite. (laughs) Um, So I, um, we suffer from infertility. And when we found out our diagnosis, my husband actually surprised me with Chi-Chi. So we were, yeah, (laughs) we were, um, we've always been bird lovers. I had like a couple, uh, doves and parakeets and things growing up. I always used to feed the wild birds for like a year or so. We were talking, why don't we get a bird? Why don't we get a parrot? So we were like, you know, talking about it and everything. And then he went by himself to the store and he found Chi Chi and it was amazing. It was love at first sight. Um, he brought so much happiness and love to our life. I'm just going to try to make this short and not emotional, but um, I know he, I can feel it. Yeah. He, um, just four years was, we were inseparable. He was my Velcro bird. I worked from home. Um, so we did everything together. Just how Pip is on me. Chi Chi used to be on me 24 seven. 
everybody used to ask me like, how did he, how, how is he such a good dancer? How is he such a good talker? Well, he did everything with me. So I talked to him like you would talk to your toddler, your baby. Um, every interaction I made with him, if there was a bath, I'd say, Chi Chi, want a bath? He eventually learned, if he wants a bath, did you take a bath? He would say it himself. Um, when he was all done, he would say all done. Um, night, 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 night. Hi, baby. I love you. And then one day he finally said, I love you, mommy. And there is a video on my <laughs> account and you can hear it clear as day. I mean, he had a vocabulary like 50 words. He was amazing. Um, every vacation we went on for five years was all domestic road trips, um, pet friendly Airbnb, Airbnb, so he could come with us everywhere. And that's, that was our life for almost five years, well, four years. Um, this was 2017. We finally got our first dream house in 22, um, 21, I'm sorry. I'm like, all oh, messed up with years. So we moved here. Um, let me back up one second. We got peewee. I thought it would be good to get a second bird. I was working at a bird store, Bird Paradise in Burlington, New Jersey. I was cleaning out his cage and peewee ran on my arm, kissed me on the cheek and said, no bite. And I'm like, hmm, okay. <laughs> I'll so, take you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Does that mean you're going to bite me? He didn't bite yet. I picked him up. He bit my finger, said no bite. So long story short, um, he was there for nine months. He kept biting everybody. Everybody would put him back down. I guess that was the first word and sentence he learned because no bite. That's what everybody said to him. So yeah. anyway, needless to say, he stole my heart. I said, if I'm not going to get him, I feel like nobody was going to get him. I brought him home. Well, Pee Wee hated Chi Chi. Um, they, it was, it was very bad. When, when you hear take your time and go slowly with introductions. I can't stress that enough. Um, I rushed it, of course. I did it all wrong as my first bird. You know, I'm learning everything. So they hated each other. I had to keep them completely separated. Um, any chance, like I said, Pee Wee would attack them. So between that, between moving and between an extremely bad molt, I had thought that was just all stress leading up to Chi Chi's passing away. So um, I noticed that his um, your, uh, his feces was all urine. There was like no feces in it. And he was drinking a lot more, but he was eating, playing, dancing, everything else was normal. So like I said, I chalked it up to the stress. Anyway, long story short, I woke up one morning and I knew in my gut, it was, he was super lethargic, um, couldn't open his eyes, regurgitating. I rushed him over. Our vet, our avian vet, I need to stress that too. Parrots need an avian vet, not exotic. I made that mistake. I said to myself, I just moved. I didn't feel like driving two hours, the money, blah, blah, blah. Biggest mistake of my life, biggest regret of my life. I brought him here 10 minutes away to the exotic vet. I told myself if the gram stain came back, um, you know, something wrong, positive, then I would bring him to my actual avian vet, go get all blood work, all that. Well, it came back normal. So a few weeks later, that's when I woke up to him uh, super lethargic, rushed him over to the avian vet, and I got the call the next morning that he didn't make it. 
my so, gosh. Laura, I'm so sorry. It has been a struggle, a journey, a healing process. Um, I learned so much about how grief can destroy you and break you. And I know, I didn't mean to take this on to it. I just get emotional about this stuff too, because I can only I imagine how difficult that is and like my heart goes out to you because I like feel your pain like obviously I know I didn't know Chi Chi but I can like feel the energy from you and I know how much he meant to you and I know how much you honor him and how much you talk about him and what an impact he had on your life and like mm -hmm. I feel like I also have that connection with my birds so mm -hmm. I can only imagine the pain and I'm just so sorry that you lost mm -hmm. him so soon Thank you. Yeah, it was way too soon. He was only just four and a half. So yeah, it was really hard. Um, last year was the darkest year of my life. As most of you all know, I'm a recovering addict as well. I had 14 years sober. Um, but last year was the most difficult out of all my years in addiction, in recovery and everything. Um, I was grieving the loss of a child. You know, I had to go to therapy. I had I had to put in the work or else I was, I was, it wasn't going to be good. Um, so I put in the work and I created his legacy. The whole reason I made this account from day one with Chi Chi was to help people, to bring smiles, to bring laughter to people that were hurting, that were struggling, and to just spread kindness in a world that is so dark right now. And everyone wants to hurt each other not everybody but people want to hurt each other be mean you know behind the computer so our account from day one was about spreading kindness and smiles and we continue to do that um like you know the grief was super hard but it also fueled me it it lit this fire inside of me um as a business owner as a parrot mom as you know, uh, animal lover, just everything. It's been a such a transformational year in the hardest and best way possible. Um, so when I did lose him, I said I was going to put everything into creating his legacy, which is helping other birds um, like him. Well, not just like him, but like him and healthy birds to get a better diet, get all the nutrients that they need. Um, because I am a true believer that God provided everything we need to heal and treat sicknesses by herbs and by good nutrition. So that's how Chi Chi's Top was made. Um, oh my gosh. So that's Chi Chi. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> okay, let's get to all the other Conyers, but I the other ones are super fast. I promise. Really wanted to jump in and say, like, thank you so much for being so honest, for sharing your story, and for sharing everything that you've been through. Because there are so many people that are also going through struggles and their own struggles, and they might be able to relate. And I love the light and the positivity that you're bringing and what you're trying to do with your account by bringing more health to all of these birds, more awareness and education around nutrition. And I really love that you also pointed out that it is so important to have an avian vet near you or one that you can at least go to no matter the distance, because a lot of people will also be like, oh, I want to get a bird and 
it comes with a lot of research before getting the bird. Like you really need to do your research. You need to make sure there's an avian vet because as you mentioned, they hide their illness. Like parrots are very different pets and there's a lot to them. So all of these things are really important and you're so brave for sharing your story. So I really, really appreciate that. Thank you. That's so sweet of you. Um, yeah, everything you mentioned, I mean, I totally agree with and <laughs> couldn't, couldn't um, stress more, especially about the avian vet and, you know, doing your research that this is one of my biggest pet peeves and actually something that I'm really trying to work on um, in 24 with you, with others, whoever wants to join in and, and collaborate together. But it's stressing to do the research. People do not understand. I get so many messages and comments, just don't, not not about how to raise a bird, not anything. It's how do I get my bird to talk like yours? How do I get my bird to dance like yours? So yes, there's all these adorable videos out there of our birds talking and dancing, but we need to really focus on 24, I feel like, of showing all the other sides of it that we have been starting to do and show. Um, people yeah. don't realize you have to change your whole lifestyle. You got to change your cookware, you know, candles or incense. We were huge into candles and incense. You can't have any of them. Um, you, I mean, you know, all the chemicals, the cleaning products we have to change. We have to use everything all natural, no perfumes, no this, no that. So yes, we have to sacrifice like so much, but if you're willing to do that, I cannot stress enough how amazing it is to have a parrot. Uh, and I don't even say pet. I do not like the word pet. All my animals mean so much more to me than pets. They're my children. There are my children, parents. yeah. Yes. And <laughs> especially like, parrots. They're my kids. <laughs> yes, there are kids, um, especially parrots. Uh, I mean, they're so emotionally intelligent. You know, the three to five-year-old, they're as smart as toddlers. I've always joked around since day one, Chi Chi was my toddler, my bipolar toddler on crack. That's what I used to say. <laughs> I always say that. That was the It's <laughs> my like flying toddler dinosaur. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So comparable. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, they are totally kids. They are. And so they smart. just fly. <laughs> yeah. And just I talk about this all of the time. Like, research is important and lifestyle change. I think every episode someone has touched on what a lifestyle change it is because yes. like you said you have to change everything and you need to adapt so that you're creating an environment that is healthy for the bird but I also also say this a lot is that they also help us get healthier because like perfume mm -hmm. directly on your skin is not good. I follow this yeah. toxicologist on Instagram and she always talks about like what all that stuff does to your body and how it disrupts your hormones and your systems. And then like oh candles, do you think those fumes are good for you to be breathing in? Like you're creating an unclean airspace in your own home. So when we get parrots and we toss all that stuff out and incorporate air purifiers and all that stuff for them, it is also good for us. So yeah, I think Absolutely. you said it best, like it's a huge lifestyle change and you need to be prepared for that. But mm -hmm. it is like, we can't stress enough how important the research is, like mm -hmm. understanding their behaviors, understanding their body languages, 
their care requirements from like diet to enrichment, to mental stimulation, to the amount of space they need, foot health, like understanding different signs of like illness so that you can Mm -hmm. be proactive or doing things so that they don't even get to that. Like you mentioned, eliminating the candles, improving their diet, fresh foods, and all these different things, making sure they have clean water, that they're flying Mm -hmm. and exercising, that they're mentally stimulated. Like all of these different things are so important. And that's why I love that you're on the podcast (laughs) and we're talking about all this stuff because the awareness is really important. So important. So important. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've said it all. I mean, everything you just said, and especially yeah. like you said, um, I just want to touch on this real fast, like, uh, monitoring your birds for, to know what you're looking for, for illness. So meaning I weigh my birds daily now. Okay. Maybe not daily. I try to do it daily at least a few times a week to be perfectly honest, but at least once a week, please, guys, we have to do it at least once a week because weight will be the first sign that something is wrong, weight loss, and change in their feces, in their, I don't know the word. I should know the word, but I don't know the word. <laughs> Maybe you can help me. <laughs> They're droppings. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I have brain farts sometimes, so. No worries. We all um, do. Yeah. I mean, my whole day literally consists of looking at droppings, smelling droppings, <laughs> cleaning up droppings. <laughs> oh, a dropping. <laughs> I so, even joked yeah. with my husband a few times. I'm like, I want to get a microscope because I mm-hmm. want to inspect <laughs> Mia's droppings under the yes. microscope. I want to see everything and I want to educate myself on how to know what I'm looking for too, you know? <laughs> that is such an awesome idea. I actually <laughs> love that idea. <laughs> so yeah. We could do a whole, I mean, we could do hours and hours and a whole series on, like you've been doing with all your other guests um, on the importance of monitoring and, and, and spotting, you know, symptoms before it's too late, because we've all heard it. When your bird starts to show a symptom, it's normally, if not all the time, too late. And I totally learned that the hard way with Chi Chi. I did notice in the, in the very beginning, my gut was trying to tell me, um, I'll never ignore my gut again. That's for sure. And I haven't, it saved me now twice with my other birds. Um, I suspect it right away. An infection got them right to the avian vet and sure enough, they had infections and needed antibiotics and now they're all good. So, I mean, it, it definitely still sucks and it, it changed me. It will change me forever. But it's also made me a better parent, parent, mom, parent. Before you tell us about all of your other conures, because I still want to know about all of them. Tell (laughs) everybody who is listening, maybe a few things that you noticed that were signs of illness so that anybody listening can be like, okay, I need to make sure that I'm looking out for these things. You did mention that weight is really important and this is 100% true. You should be weighing your bird. And I always recommend like having a journal or like a note in your phone and keeping track of it and putting the date and what the weight was, because that's the best way to keep track of it. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, when do you weigh your bird? Morning. So I also rotate though, Um, especially for my females, um, especially birdie, because 
she's bonded with Pee Wee and meeting. I just want to make sure, you know, eggs and all that fun stuff. So yeah. um, mostly morning before they eat because their weight does fu fluctuate during the day depending on how much they eat. So one of my yeah. birds may weigh 63 grams in the morning and at night he's 72 grams. So um not 63 i'm sorry 68 in the morning okay i was like <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of grams difference <laughs> yeah that was way too much <laughs> 68 <laughs> okay yeah um, that totally makes sense yes so yeah it's definitely better to do it in the morning before they eat just so you can keep track too and get in the routine because once you get in the routine then it becomes you know habit and part of your routine so that's the best time. And what are some signs of illness or something mm -hmm. that people should be looking out for that as soon as you spot this or you feel something intuitively, go to your avian vet? Okay, so um, with P or Chi Chi, well, number one, and like I said, is the weight and the droppings, especially the droppings. Um, so you want to have the three parts. And again, I am not great with scientific words and everything. So maybe you can help me out with them. But you want the three parts. You want the feces, the urine, the urine. which is the white part, and mm. the urine, I believe. Yeah. Um, so you want to see all three of them. Um, now, in Chi-Chi's case, like I said, it was all urine. So it's actually, there's a word for it, polyuria something. Um, it's like diarrhea in birds, but it's mm -hmm. not like us or other animals. It's just urine. Um, and he was drinking a lot. So that was my first signs for him, which was off. But where it got tricky was he was still eating still dancing, still behaving the same way. So like I said, I kept contributing it to molt. Um, he was going through a bad molt at that time and the stress of moving. Now for Pee-wee, Pee-wee is a very hyperactive kind of, I mean, constantly going, playing, talking, screaming. For him, it was the opposite. It was tired. Um, he was taking naps during the day. So if you have a very active bird and you see them sleeping, that's your number one sign. Something is off. Unless mm -hmm. it's one day, it's rainy, we're all, you know, we all have days where we're snuggly, moody. That's normal. But if you see them really getting sleepy or just wanting to, um, you know, sleep or lay with you, then that's normally one of my first signs too. Um, some birds are more sleepy and snuggly, like tip on my shoulder here. She'll do this all day. So that's like not a sign. You know, you just, you have to learn your birds exactly. regular normal behaviors and how they act to then be able to spot differences. Um, yeah. But dropping weight, if you notice you're losing weight, especially quickly, that's not a good sign at all. Yeah. Um, Eating, if they stop eating, you know, or change in their diet, any any type of change, that's a big one. I'm just Those trying to look up ones. here, um, bird droppings chart. Yes. So I had made you one, but I, I can't find it on my phone right now. So I found another one. And here it talks about the colors, the textures. Mm -hmm. If there's any odors, that's always a bad sign. The size and amount, but it also depends how much they've eaten. And birds usually poop every like 15 to 20 minutes. 
Um, and then the presence of liquids. So yes. it also depends on what they're eating with the colors. But I'm going mm -hmm. to pull up here an image of a healthy bird poop. Yes. So let me type in maybe parrot. And don't panic or make the mistake I did when you forget you gave your birds like strawberries or pomegranates, you know, anything red or purple, and you go and check their droppings and you panic. Yeah. <laughs> just remember what they ate before you panic. So this yes. is like a bird poop. You've got the, the urates, the urine, and the feces. Perfect. And yes. then if it's like... I don't know, something like this. Mm -hmm. That's it could not, like yeah. It could like, be it, it could not be. Yeah, like you just have to get really good at looking at <laughs> your bird's poop and understanding like what they're eating, what are the colors. You have to smell yes. it. You do. Um, you like there should be no odor. It shouldn't smell like anything. And if there is an odor, then that is concerning. And if they're eating mm -hmm. red peppers and it came out red then you know it's from the red peppers. If they haven't eaten anything red and it's coming out red, it could be blood. It could be internal bleeding. So these are all things that we need to just really educate ourselves on, on what a healthy poop looks like versus what an unhealthy poop looks like. And like you said, just really monitoring those poops and looking out for all these different signs. Exactly. And just real fast on the smell, that is how I uh, determine peewee had an infection his smelled horrible um also on the smell now if you do smell your bird's first poop in the morning the big gold dropping that they haven't gone all night that can have a certain smell sometimes um i feed the eight um that i have in the separate room rowdy bush and i was getting nervous because in the morning i was smelling it and it had like um almost like a yeast type of smell vinegar but I also put vinegar in their water so uh, mm -hmm. not all the time just a couple times a week I just do that as a proactive um so you put do you put like white vinegar or apple cider vinegar apple cider vinegar with the mother um it's a natural antibacterial antifungal antiviral it's anti-everything and how so, much do you put into their water I put one tablespoon in one of their eight ounce bowls. Okay. And you do that like once a I week? I do that probably twice a week, I would say. Okay. Um, if as I a notice, preventative. As a preventative, yes. Um, there's mixed, mixed opinions on this. Some say, yes, it helps. It's proactive. It doesn't hurt anything. Some say it doesn't do anything because of the dilution of water. Um, I do it as a proactive, <laughs> just my experience. Yeah, um, I've actually not heard of this. Really? So putting apple cider vinegar in your parents' water. So this is something new for me that okay. I'm learning about. So I love that. Awesome. And I'm definitely going to do a little bit more research on that because... I know that apple cider vinegar can be really healthy and I use vinegar for cleaning. That is my cleaning product. So yes, <laughs> vinegar exactly. is a regular staple in my home. It is. Yeah. We actually just were at the end right now. We have um, an apple tree 
and we took all our apples and we're making our own homemade apple cider vinegar. So I'm excited to see how that comes out. <laughs> wow. I actually yeah. like 10 years ago had like the mother and like I would make kombucha and I had this like massive jar so yeah, I'm familiar with it, but uh, it's definitely been a long time. So I don't remember how to do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a process. So, um, but that's what All I right. did. I took both of my passions, which is parrots and gardening and natural remedies. And I combined it all together. I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> We're going to come back to that because I have so many yes. questions on that. But yes. first, tell us about the rest of your conure. <laughs> yes. We need to get to all know right. them all. <laughs> this, will be this will be faster, I promise. So um, Chi-Chi was first. Second, we got Pee-Wee from the bird store that I used to work at. Pee-Wee is a black cat conure. So he is actually his own species. Again, I can never pronounce the correct species names. Um, so we'll get back to that. <laughs> But he is, the, all the others are green cheek conures, and he's the black cat. Um, same size, almost same everything, just has the black on his head. <laughs> um, maroon belly conures, they're actually not green cheeks either. They're their own conure. There are so many different conures. I'm still learning. Um, I didn't know of some that I recently found out about too. So I'll actually be sharing a list quite soon, hopefully. But there's this so many. The, the black cap one. Yes. Yes. I My love little diamond the feathers neck. around the neck. I'm always yes. like, that is so unique. I love it. Yes. I love it. I know, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So he is my tester bird, meaning he tests my patients every single day, just about. <laughs> so. He, like I said, very hyperactive, very high energy. Um, but since I got, so this will bring us to number three, Birdie. So when Chi Chi passed away, I said we had just moved out here. About two weeks after he passed away, I got a message on Instagram from a friend that said Birdie needed a new home. Um, you know, she, and long story short, she was 20 minutes away from me. So I went and I met her. I took it as a sign, like, you know, 20 minutes away, blah, blah, blah. I believe in signs and all that. So me too. Me um, too. Yeah. I met her and she did this, jumped on my shoulder, scooted in and kissed me on the cheek too. And um, that was it basically. <laughs> Now, the next day, it took a turn for the worse, and she attacked me extremely bad. She bit my face, my neck, and my arm probably, I don't know, three times each. I have pictures I'll get to you, but it was it was bad. Um, it was the worst attack that I ever had at, this, at that point from a conure from any bird. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that was scary. Um, I got super fearful. I didn't know how to interact with her. It was, it has been such a great learning experience this past year, because as you know, I'm sure parrots go off of our emotions. So if we're scared and fearful, they're, they are going to be the same way. So yeah. over time and training and patience and lots of treats, um we have the best relationship now um she cuddles up in my neck I don't I know I don't 
tense up or if she like flies onto my shoulder and her beak is like close to my cheek I'm still a little like hey birdie (laughs) (laughs) what are you gonna do yeah (laughs) Yeah, what's going on um but yeah it's been such a great great learning experience and she is seven she's a yellow I'm, I'm sorry she's eight she's a yellow sided conure and she never laid this is why it's so important to get your birds dna sex too because people will say oh it's a male because she hasn't laid eggs in eight years well she didn't lay eggs because she was the only bird and her hormones weren't stimulated We could also go into a hormone discussion about stimulating hormones, but point is she came here, was around peewee for the first time ever in her eight, seven years of life, um, and they bonded, and they made it, and she laid her first clutch of eggs um, over the summer. They were infertile, so no babies. (laughs) How do Um, do you know if they're fertile or infertile? infertile so yeah so you can't <laughs> how do you say words <laughs> I make up my own language all the time so I get it uh you can you can candle them that's what I did I don't know if there's another way to to tell or no but I do the same thing with my chicken eggs um around five to seven days just take go in a dark room put your flashlight or your iPhone up to it and if you see veins then you know they're fertile Um, she was very interested in them I was actually a little worried about her because she laid on them for 35 days I think it was um you don't want to take the eggs away before 30 days because it can trigger them to lay again and chronic laying for female parrots is extremely dangerous um especially if you're not providing them with the proper nutrition and supplements um like calcium for vitamin d yeah. So finally she stopped showing interest, but I had to force her off the eggs like twice to three times a day to eat and drink and make sure like, you know, she was, yeah, she was That's a very crazy. dedicated first time mama. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. I've also heard of people buying fake eggs and replacing yeah. the eggs with the fake eggs. Yes. That's that? a, absolutely. Um, So if you definitely, which you shouldn't want babies if you don't have the experience and there's no reason to have them really for the most part um but if you definitely don't want them replace them with the dummy eggs um just so they don't become fertile and you don't have to make that decision um they don't break they don't try to eat them whatever this you know case scenario is definitely recommend the dummy eggs um but more than anything you want to try not to stimulate the hormones for them to lay in the first place yeah. So, and if you do have a bird that's laid eggs and you're going to mm-hmm. replace them with the dummy eggs, when do you recommend doing that? Like right in the beginning when you first notice the eggs, right? Yes. Right away. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, okay. Don't panic if you didn't do it right away. Like if you have to order them and then you, you know, but the sooner the better. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, yep, that's Birdie, number three. Um, So she's eight now, and her and Pee Wee are completely bond, not completely, but they're bonded. Um, They love each other. It's adorable. And it really, at first, it really helped, or no, I'm sorry, at first, it really made Pee Wee worse. So he was super, like, even more hormonal, um, more aggressive. So I actually... 
wanted to experience it all myself for my own experience and research so I can share with other people because I've always heard, you know, don't encourage the breeding, don't encourage the hormones. And I wanted to see what it was. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Okay. From it Laura's experience, anybody listening, miserable. don't do it. <laughs> it what was, was it, it like? Was very, it was very rough. Um, So Pee Wee and Birdie have their own room. They share this office with me. Um, the eight have their room and then Pip is out with us. But so this was their room. They got very territorial over their cage, you know, where her eggs were and everything. Um, if we tried to walk like in the hallway and their door was open, Pee Wee would come out and attack me or my husband, but especially my husband. I think it was more male aggression Mm -hmm. um so and it and it was bad I mean we we got pretty bad bites like he would just fly latch on and not let go so oh I was I'm constantly like this in my sweatshirts during the hood <laughs> and the hood yep and then that's how I get them off me like step up step up yeah it's it's not always the right way or the proper way but when you're going through new things I mean you learn you you do yeah. what you got to do <laughs> yeah so yeah I love that but, you're sharing um, this so that everybody can learn from you and this experience so that they don't have to go through it yes that's one of the main things I always thought was so important to just be real um don't don't show all the pretty just just the pretty Instagram stuff I love the pretty Instagram stuff myself but yeah. with parrots we have to show the reality because yeah. the only way we stop them from getting rehomed or abandoned or neglected abused is by showing the real stuff and by yeah. educating people yeah so, so then that's that way I people can make like an educated decision like is this a pet for me is this something that I can do like am I willing to adapt am I willing to learn and give this bird who is a little being with a soul the best life possible exactly yep so that's birdie birdie and peewee tt then last november i got a message from my good friend courtney eight eight is a flock is her name um she is a beautiful human being that makes the most gorgeous babies um cockatiels green cheeks she she's amazing Anyway, she met finally the love of her life and was moving. So she needed to get rid of her eight breeding conyers. She wanted them to stay all together. And the chances of that were probably slim to none. Um, was that 2023 time, November? This was 2022 November. Oh, not okay, this okay. November okay. that just passed last November. When I was at my darkest from grieving Chi Chi, I was in no mental capacity for eight more birds. <laughs> and I was praying on it, stressing about it. Like, I want these birds to stay together. I feel like they're only going to stay together if I get them. Anyway, long story short, I ended up with them. <laughs> Um, okay. It was the best decision because what I was most worried about was at the time Pee Wee and Birdie were very difficult. And I'm like, how am I going to manage eight more Conyers if I can't even manage two on my own? <laughs> so <laughs> the difference is, um, and this is great experience that I learned too, companion birds versus breeders slash flock birds. So these eight birds are a flock. 
they were raised, born, raised, everything together for the most part, most of them. Um, so as long as they're together and have their food, toys, they are happy. They are so independent. They are uh, free fly in their room. They're never in their cages unless it's like an emergency or I know I'm going to be out like all day and night long. They have the whole room to themselves. They fly, they play, they eat, and they're independent, basically. Of course, I go and I check on them and play with them, but they, they're amazing birds and they really, really helped me heal over that past year. So yeah, it was a great decision. Um, I love that for you. Yeah, thank you. So that's eight. So we're at 10. Well, 11 with Chi Chi, but 10 in real life. And then came this little one. <laughs> I saw your reel. I think you were at an yeah. expo. Yes. Pip came into your life. There was an, I think you tell us the story. <laughs> yes. All right. So she looks so similar to Chi Chi. Um, they're both normal green cheek conures. So the normal green cheek is the green that you see. They have the red tails with the blue flight feathers. Mm -hmm. Um, unfortunately they did cut her, uh, wings we can do a whole podcast on that, but I won't go into that. Just don't clip your bird's wings. Yeah. Or don't get a bird. Do not do it. I talk about this <laughs> all the time. Please. For no don't reason. Do don't do it. Yeah. And it makes me crazy um, when I go into like pet stores and I see, I don't support these pet stores. I would just like to say that I go in to see the birds and the conditions that they're living in because I want to help advocate for them. And when I see that they've clipped their wings, I'm like, you didn't give the bird a choice. You didn't even give the future owner a choice. Like you gave nobody a choice. You decided this. And it is one of the worst things that you can do for a bird is take away what makes a bird a bird, which is flight, which is its wings. Yes. Yes. They need to exercise. Exactly. They need to fly. They need to have that freedom. Like it's like if someone cut off your legs because they're like, right. I don't want you to walk away. <laughs> right exactly. I get way too passionate about this oh girl me too and especially when they do it as a baby I mean it it affects their whole growing up their whole mental you know capacity and and stimulation and confidence confidence is the big thing like when I got Wee, his wings were so clipped so badly that he would try to take off but he would just boom fall completely onto the ground like he had no no flight whatsoever um now Pip Pip I'm super curious about because she's clipped even the my vet said he's never seen the way they clipped her first of all when you clip you're only supposed to do the first if you're going to clip you only do the first pri five primary feathers four to five primary feathers you never do, do the secondary what but don't do it <laughs> yeah but don't do listening. it <laughs> don't do it um they and you never cut unevenly come here pip i'm gonna show you Come here, baby. Um, they clipped uneven. So see, she has the blue flight wings there, but not on this side. I don't know if oh you can see. God. She's a little scared yeah. of the camera. So yeah. yeah, they it was horrible. But she flies unbelievably still. So I'm very curious to see when everything grows in, even how much of a better flyer she'll be. 
um but um, anyway so I'm sorry go ahead oh I just had a quick question about the wings yeah. so if someone gets a bird and their wings mm -hmm. are cut or they mm -hmm. adopt a bird and the wings have been cut what do you suggest to help that bird grow those feathers back and get back to flying? Great, 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 great question. Um, actually just gave me an idea of another reel I have to make because I have videos from when I first got Pee Wee and what I did with him. So what I recommend, and again, this is just my experience and what I did is start recall training right away. So what that looks like for a clipped bird or even a baby bird, a bird that doesn't know how to fly yet, or even an older bird that doesn't know how to fly yet, put them on their stand, put them on their cage, wherever, you know, you're going to train them and you start very close. So say this is the cage, this is your finger. You just want them, you don't want them to step up. You want them to try to hop to you. You can start with, if they don't know step up, start there, start with step up. And then you just gradually move further and further away. So with Pee Wee, I started and he would do a little hop. And then I would go further and he could still hop and he'd do a hop. And then over time went a little further. Now he had to add in a little wing flap. Um, and over time, it just, you know, gradually progressed and it gave him the confidence that he needed until they grew back. And then... I believe since we were doing that from day one, um, he didn't even like notice or realize that he didn't have his wings, you know, that he couldn't fly that because we were working on that from day one. So when they did grow back in, he was ready to take off and he was, he was already trained in recall. So he's flown to me all the yeah. time. Yeah. He's an excellent, excellent flyer. Um, I actually have plans in the summer to get a batting cage and do some some free fly training with them, free, free flight training with them. That's <laughs> so awesome. We'll that yeah. yeah, I love the batting cages because then you still have like a netted area and you have a yes. huge space where you can do that with your bird. Um, yes. So because when you clip a bird's wings, people have this idea that doing it is going to prevent their bird from flying away mm -hmm. or that they can have more control over them. But even mm -hmm. with the wings clipped, they can still fly. And if they fly away and a gust of wind gets under their wings, they're going. They're just not going to be able to land properly and they're not going to be mm -hmm. strong flyers. And mm -hmm. so that is also a problem but yes. they're still able to fly and share with me a little bit of your tips on how to get their wing feathers to grow back. Like, is there anything specific you did other than diet and nutrition? <laughs> all diet, all diet and um, offer baths as much as possible. I also like to do steam showers every so Ooh. often um, where, you know, you just turn your shower on real hot and not too, too hot where it's like, you can't see in there, but you want to be yeah. able to see some steam. Also too, when you're doing this, don't, um, fluctuate the temperatures like drastically. So what I mean is if you're going to do this, put your bird in the cage in the shower first, before you turn it on, then turn it on and let it get acclimated to that temperature. Then the same thing when you're done, leave her in there or him in there, but turn the shower off, let it all clear out and then move on back. Cause you don't want to go from like, my house is always chilly. It's like 66, 67. 
my showers are like 90 degrees probably. So <laughs> I love, Same. Like, I love hot better. showers. Yeah. But I always so, bring like Mia with me and she just like yes. hangs out or you get like one of those stick on perches on the, yeah. they're like oh, the window right. perches, but if you have tiles, they'll stick on those mm-hmm. too. Yes, yeah. Exactly. So she loves to hang out and she's like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's how Chi Chi was too. I mean, every single shower, everything he would, he did everything with me. So yeah. yeah. But you don't want him to go from that 60 to 90, like instantly because it can, yeah have adverse reactions so yeah Um, also too super important if you do do the steam baths um check for any signs of overheating just as if they were outside in the sun overheating they'll start to pant um you know that they might spread their wings some but especially panting panting is a big sign and you don't have to panic if they're panting it's not an emergency you just got to cool them down you know yeah some fresh water and and bring them in a cooler cooler temperature yeah so um was that yeah. all the birds oh yeah pip you were telling oh, us about pip. pip yeah how pip came into your life <laughs> well, that's how i feel every day do i have all the birds every time i go into a room <laughs> i have to count okay i have eight here i have two there then go outside that's another whole story <laughs> um so yes yeah, so pip i mean i still tear up of how surreal the story is because the way everything has to line up was just unbelievable. So I launched Chichi's Chop in September. My bright idea, my bright brain <laughs> says, let me launch in September. Let me go to my first expo ever in November and let me deal with the holidays in December. Yeah, <laughs> great idea, Laura. But that's how I do You live and you learn. Either jump in or I don't do it at all. So yeah. That's me. But anyway, so Pittsburgh, um, which is like six hours from me, I'm in the other side of PA, so opposite sides. Um, So we get there and my booth is right next to a uh, sanctuary um, adoption center for parrots. Heart and soul, which I already right off the bat was like oh my gosh that's this is what I keep saying I put I put all my heart and soul into Chi Chi's shop into this business so I was like oh my gosh I know (laughs) so I go I introduce myself you know go see I want to see all the parrots they got the McCall's and everything so I want to go see I am still intimidated by the way quick side note by big parrots McCall's same I'm fascinated by them but intimidated just still intimidated and it's only because I don't have a lot of experience with them so um that's just a side note (laughs) but so I go I introduce myself and then here comes Pip flies onto my shoulder and does this and crawls up into my neck now keep in mind when I launched Chi Chi Chi's chop was the idea when Chi Chi was still here um, it was because of him. He would not eat fresh veggies for me, whatever I tried, nothing. Um, I made the same mistake that I'm sure every first time bird owner makes. Oh, you're so cute. You're on my shoulder. Oh, you want a cracker? You want what I'm eating? You want a piece of bread? You want toast? You want a piece of pizza crust? Oh, it's just little. It's okay. It's not okay. Because then he learned human food versus parrot food versus veggies you know versus everything they should be eating and he always wanted that 
Plus, he learned how to do dive bombs and dive bomb your plate and go head yeah. first, like, into whatever you have. So, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't make the same mistake <laughs> I did. <laughs> so, anyway, um, I always ramble and lose my train of thought. So, sorry. Pip. No yes. worries. <laughs> Pip. Um, so, I introduced myself, flies over. My whole idea in my head was that's how I would have done this so that this is how I would have launched Chi Chi's shop this is how the expo would have been with Chi Chi as my little mascot on my shoulder doing his little Chi Chi dance and everything Chi Chi being you know talking so when this happened instant tears like flew down my face I immediately thought it was Chi Chi reincarnated um or at least like his little soul visiting me you know so I they said do you want to hang out with her with him they called him him by the way speaking of this is a surprise to everybody because I haven't announced it yet you're the first to know Pip is a girl what? <laughs> she's a female <laughs> oh so I love it announced that um <laughs> on the first podcast of the para podcast in 2024 <laughs> yeah <laughs> So yeah, they said, do you want to hang out with her? And I'm like, absolutely. So she stayed on my shoulder the whole time, was like the best ambassador eating Chi Chi's chop on my shoulder, would go to anybody, like step up. And she does these adorable little kiss sounds. I mean, she was oh amazing. My gosh. Oh my so I'm gosh. like, is she adoptable? And they first told me yes. And I'm like, okay, I, I already have it in my head. Like, there's no way I'm leaving without this bird. Yeah. So, but I don't need another bird. I don't need another freaking conure. <laughs> but how do yes, I you do. <laughs> yes, I do. I want to be you. I want to be the crazy conure lady. Aww. I have talked about this for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to definitely come visit one day then. So. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, they told me yes. And then, so the expo was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This was Friday when we first got there Friday night. They had her. Now they were rotating birds because three days in a row for a bird at any event is too much. So um, Saturday came and come to find out, long story short, the house that she was staying at, the son of the lady that ran the sanctuary was super attached to her. Um I didn't know at the time, but she was with the sanctuary for two years. So of course you're going to be bonded to a bird yeah. in two years. So half of my heart felt so bad for him because I know how that feels. Like I didn't want to take her away. But then the other half of me is like, well, she needs a home. I mean, that's why she's with you. And the way everything happened, I couldn't, I needed to yeah. let my side of him go and just worry about me and Pip, especially Pip. Um, yeah. So they told me no, she wasn't adoptable on Saturday, and I was I didn't I could not believe how upset I was. Um. Anyway, Sunday came and the owner owner came all smiling and, and looking at me and said, "Guess who I have?" And I said, "Who?" And she said, "Pip," and she said, "We're willing because normally they do home visits." um and we live too far away um so we're willing to drop the home visit and you can take her home today and instant I mean bawled my eyes out <laughs> oh my god and, that's amazing and we haven't um we've been inseparable since well actually I'm a little a little bum but very happy so my husband Chi Chi was the only bird he ever bonded with they were inseparable too um, Chi Chi loved us both like equally, which is pretty rare because they normally pick 
one person more than the other. Anyway, she is obsessed and in love with my husband. Like, if my husband's around, that's who she goes to. Like, I try to go get her and she'll run away from me and go, like, cover, go hide in, like, his neck and his sweatshirt and stuff. It's the cutest thing. But I'm like, you're supposed to be my bird. But I'm like, oh, (laughs) yeah, I guess my husband can have one. So, (laughs) but it's very cute. And sweet to see him bonding with another bird again since Chi-Chi. So it definitely makes my heart happy. Oh my gosh. All of your stories are just like warming my heart. The one about Chi-Chi, of course, broke my heart. But these, I'm just like, ah! They all pick me. I don't pick them. I really don't. I, with all my animals, pretty much, um, they, they, I let them pick me. I love that and I love that (laughs) approach and I have like I don't know I have this inkling in my heart where I'm like I definitely want more birds there Mm -hmm. is a lot of things that need to happen in my life before I get to that point but I also love that approach where the birds pick you and Mm -hmm. I just also feel like there's so many birds out there that are being rehomed and need a good home or need to be rescued and I feel like I want to be that person to give them a better life because I can only imagine how like rewarding and like heartwarming it is to be like I'm going to help you grow your wings back. I'm going to give you a better mm-hmm. life. I'm going to give you freedom and good diet yes. and like the life that you deserve. Yes. It's the best feeling. There's nothing like it. That's what I was just thinking about and did a reel on Pip. I'm like, I wonder what your eight years was like before you met us. Because like all I heard was she had two previous homes. Her first home, she was with big birds and she actually has a little nub um, toe because the big bird bit off her whole back toe. I know. And then the other house I heard was a little two-year-old. So I'm assuming the two-year-old maybe was like too rough, didn't know how to handle. But they told me that both both houses rehomed her or him at the time um, due to aggression and biting. And I'm like, this bird? (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) Was aggressive? (laughs) So I was like super nervous when I got her home too. I'm like, oh no, is it going to change? Like, is it going to be like birdie? Is that going to happen? But she knew, she knew where she knew where she wanted and needed to be. So, and, and I can't stress enough the craziness of like, this is why I believe so much in God and the universe and, and manifestation and everything working together because I if I didn't go to the expo, if I, if I did go to the expo, but I was put on the opposite side, because there was another pirate sanctuary over there, I would have never met her. If they brought her Saturday and not Friday, it wouldn't work, because then she wouldn't have been there Sunday. So like, exactly. So many things. Everything aligns exactly how it's supposed to when it's supposed to. And I also am a big believer in that, like everything happens for a reason. Before we jump into diet, I also wanted to ask you, because I know you have chickens, so tell me just really quickly about your chickens, and I was also wondering, do you notice any similarities between having chickens and having parrots? Um, Okay, so yes, I have chickens and ducks. Um, And ducks! And ducks. The ducks are one of my favorites. 
Um, they are so cute and funny. They are not for everybody because they are extremely messy. Um, they love water and mud and they poop <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> they can't, they have no control over their um, droppings like parrots do. Um, they have like no, I hate the word sphincter, but <laughs> they have no sphincter control. <laughs> so it just pumps out whenever. <laughs> So like a lot, that's what you'll hear a lot of people say about dogs is like, no, they're not for me. They're too messy. But I feel like if you provide them with the right environment, then it's not that bad. So for instance, like we have them outside, um, they have their little coop and then they have a run and we just leave it all dirt. So the poop and the water and the dirt, it all makes mud together. And it just kind of, you know, um, composts. Compost, oh. kind of like, <laughs> I'm like I can't, <laughs> that's not the right word, but one of the words. So it all like blends together, and then we're able to just shovel it out and we sprinkle it, you know, freshen it up with some dry dirt, and you're good to go. Um, but chickens and ducks, I love them, they are so much easier than parrots. Oh my gosh, parrots are like the chickens and ducks you just put outside, give a little, you know, pellets to. Of course, mine are all spoiled and eat chopped because I make it for the parrots, but they don't need much. Um, I let mine free range mostly all day. When you do let them free range, you are taking the chance of predators. Uh, we lost three last year. It was my first year and I was not like as vigilant as I am now with like being out there um, scanning the sky and everything. So I did learn the hard way. Um, but that's why it's so important to have roosters, too, when you have chickens, because the, that's who I lost was the roosters. That's the rooster's job is to defend your flock and protect the hens. And they did their job. So it was sad. And it was it was a hard learning. Experience. Can you put like a net over like your yard so the <laughs> you, flying predators can't get to them? Yep. You absolutely can. Um, so we have all plans on redoing everything, hopefully next spring um, well, this spring uh do you know all the wooden coops and then like you're saying the netting and everything so but I love them they're free range because they're happy and they get you know everything they want just the same with the parrots the parrots fly they free range by flying in their room and I do the same thing for yeah. the outside babies so wow. yeah they're awesome that's <laughs> they're so fun. cool Okay, well, we've been talking a lot about Chi-Chi's Chop, and I know it's something that you launched in September, you went to the expo in November, and this is something that I really want to talk about because it is also an important topic and probably one of my favorite topics to talk about <laughs> when it comes to parrots is diet and nutrition because it is so, so important and plays such a huge role in their health, in their well-being, in their happiness. And so I'm going to, I talk about this all the time. So I'm going to let you tell everybody why is a healthy diet with vegetables so important for our parrots? Okay. So for our parrots, since they are so little, they need the nutrients that their bodies require. And by doing so, if you provide them with the proper nutrition, then your risk for illness lowers dramatically. Mm -hmm. So that is why I am so big on 
vegetables and not just for them for me this whole journey started with me getting sober 14 years ago so when i decided to get sober i also cut out all medication antibiotics i mean everything and i went on a completely natural herbal diet um and treating whatever i had with supplements um especially golden seal golden seal is something i'm going to get more into later because i'm still doing research on it i do not know how it works with our parrots yet but it is amazing it's a natural antibiotic uh antiviral antifungal all of that in one it grows from a plant, so it's all natural, and it comes in a capsule. And anytime I would feel sick, um, if I went to the expo, I use it as a preventative. And in 14 years, I have barely been sick. Um, and if I was, it was like one day. I have not had an antibiotic in over 14 years. I, yeah, I, I take Advil maybe here and there, but mainly I just use herbs, tea. That's amazing vitamins, supplements. Um, so I've been on this journey for a while, personally, and now I am applying it, well, not now, but like five years ago, I started applying it to the parrots and to all my animals. Um, with Chi Chi, he's the one that taught me how important nutrition is for our parrots. Um, and like I said, he would not eat any vegetable for me. Now, at the time, I didn't know diet conversion was a thing. I didn't know you have to keep up on it. Um, you don't just put vegetables in a bowl one time and they put their beak up to it and say, oh, they don't like it. I'm done. I did all that in the beginning. I made all the mistakes. Then I found dehydrated um, food. He liked that a little more because it had that crunch, but it was still not too crunchy and I still wasn't too happy with it because dehydration only retains 50% of the nutrients. And then I found freeze drying. So now the difference between dehydrating and freeze drying, like I said, dehydrating is only 50%. Freeze drying is 97 to 99%. So it's, you're basically getting all the nutrients. Mm -hmm. Dehydrating heats it to remove the moisture. We never right. want to heat our parrots food not never, but majority of the time, we don't want to heat it because it does remove nutrients. The raw is number one, the best that you can give them to get all the nutrients. If they don't like the raw and they're picky, they don't like the wet, the texture, that's where this freeze drying comes in. You're still getting just about all the nutrients and it has that nice, dry, crunchy texture that kind of tricks them into thinking, you know, they're eating a chip. It's a nut. It's a cracker. Something fun. Yeah. Something yeah. they want to eat. Um, so, but back to why it's so important is because if they are fighting an infection, you know, proper nutrition can fight against that, can help fight it to where you don't need an antibiotic. You don't need, um, any type of medicine. We don't want to use antibiotics. Same with humans, like we are, like they're they're finding out now. You don't want to keep using them over and over again because the body builds up a re uh, resilience to it. So it will not work anymore. And that's what they're finding in our world now is the overuse of antibiotics. They don't do the cultures properly to prescribe the right ones. So all that good stuff. Um, so that's where the herbs and the supplements and everything comes in. Um, I even 
do turmeric powder, um, I guess a couple times a month as a preventative. Turmeric yeah. powder helps with inflammation. Um, I mean, there's so many great benefits. Again, yeah. natural antibiotic, antifungal, everything I use is basically natural anti, whether it's fungal, bacterial, viral, or all combined in one. Um, yeah. Okay. So I want to go back. I have a, a question mm -hmm. about that too, but I want to go back to Chi-Chi's Chops. So for anybody mm -hmm. who's listening or watching, tell us about Chi-Chi's Chop. I know it's like 100% all natural, human grade, freeze-dried produce. It was endorsed by yes. an avian vet. It's yes. made in the U.S. There's no added yes. sugars, preservatives, or soy. And yes. did I miss anything? You did not. You got it all. So, yes. And there's a veggie version and a fruit version. There is. This is our veggie version. Okay. It has... And what veggies are in there? Yep. So, it has your carrots, cauliflower, broccoli, corn, sweet potatoes, kale, and we just added green beans and okra to it yeah I'm seeing the okra <laughs> yeah nice. all the ingredients are organic and human grade we can eat it the birds can eat it our dog anybody can eat it that's the I great love thing about this yeah I love it um I need so good chops. <laughs> yeah I snack on it all the time especially the fruit the fruit is ridiculous it's so good what um, fruits do you fruit have in there the fruit blends have apples, bananas, strawberries, pineapples, and we just added, it's not in this one, but it's in the new bags if you order, blueberries. The blueberries are whole blueberries. They're so good, I can't stop eating them. It's like, oh it's like blueberry crack. I mean, I know, it's crazy. I love it. I love <laughs> the it. The birds love are it. going okay. nuts over it. Yeah. And I'm starting to go nuts over it, and I haven't even tried it yet. <laughs> I know. I gotta send you some. Yeah, we yeah. just started shipping to Canada too. So, Yay! yes, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yes. so oh, for anyone who's listening, I know that you were mentioning that you can just serve it as is, and they have that crunchy <laughs> texture. Alrighty, Pips, like I want some of that. Open that bag. Oh, a <laughs> strawberry. Cute. Her favorite. You see that? She went crazy running down. When she yeah. Um, and it. I also saw on your Instagram that you can rehydrate the mixes by just adding some water. So how, what's the process of that and how quickly does that take? Yes. So that's the other great thing about this is you can do just what I did. You can open it, serve it dry right out of the bag, put it in their bowl. Another thing I like to do with the dry version is throw it in their foraging trees um, because you don't have to worry about it spoiling if you're gone for more than four hours. If it stays it. dry, you don't have to worry about it spoiling. Mm -hmm. um, to rehydrate it, all you have to do is what I do is I put it in their dish. I'll add some water. You stir it around for 10 to 20 seconds, if that, just until it gets rehydrated, soft, a little mushy, and then just drain the excess, um, excessive order that's left. And that's it. You have fresh chop in less than 20 seconds without any of the work for you. Um, and then what I like to do too, to entice them, or if it's something new, like that you're trying on your bird, put in their favorite seeds, or even like sometimes I'll add sprouts, um, or their microgreens. And there you go. You have a fresh nutrient dense 
meal in under 30 seconds for your birds without having to do all the chopping. I love it. I yeah. absolutely love it. I love <laughs> this. And I really don't know if there's anything else like this. And it just makes it so easy. Like if you don't have time to make chop, then mm -hmm. you already yes. have it ready. You can serve it dry or 10 to 20 seconds and your birds have a healthy meal. So it just makes it so easy, especially for parents who are really busy or don't mm -hmm. have the time to make chop regularly. For me, yes. I... Like Mia doesn't like when chop has been freezed and then thawed mm -hmm. out. It's just like not fresh. It's not crunchy. It's colder and it gets watery and she just doesn't like it. She doesn't eat it. She doesn't touch it. So I'm like, okay, well, you are my little princess. So I make her a new salad every three to four days and I make small batches. So she has yep. that those fresh veggies and it's nice and healthy. Um, yes. But before you just make, to, yeah, I just want to um, go on that real fast, that topic, because my, some of my birds are the same way with um, defrosting the freeze. I have to make big batches and freeze because I have 11 birds and otherwise I'd be in the kitchen all the time. Yeah. But some tricks to help with that is when you defrost it, if you drain, so how, if, how I defrost it is I defrost it overnight in the fridge. I don't know if you do that, yeah. but I overnight. And then oh, I'll drain the excess water out first of the bag. Then when you put your serving in your bowl, um, two good water absorbents is oats, um, oh, yeah. like quick oats, yes. yeah. or and or uh, brown flaxseed. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Yes, um, and that takes out you know, a lot of the moisture and dry yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's that's what I would always do is add the ground flaxseed, but she is just spoiled and picky. <laughs> and because she is like my one bird at the moment, I'm like, I can do this. But I understand yeah. that like as the flock grows, it's not mm -hmm. going to be that easy to be making a new chop every few days. But yes. I think that it also depends on like individual birds and like the parent and like what you can manage depending on how many birds you have and what they like and yes. don't like. And as we talked about earlier, over time, you're going to get to know your bird and their mm -hmm. behaviors. I love tips. Just going nuts. with She's going crazy. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. She I love it. it. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask you when it comes to chop, before you launched Chi Chi's Chop, so before September, what was your daily chop like and what are your top tips for someone who maybe is out of the States or Canada, maybe they're in Europe or Australia and they're like, well, if I can't get Chi Chi's Chop, how should I make chop at home? What are your top tips? Great question. Um, so for me, this is what I have learned from some of the best uh, accounts that are out there, such as Bird Tricks, um, the Green Birdie Br Brigade. Um, you know, Bird Tricks has their seasonal feeding system that you can check out. But I, I did uh, invest in that. And I learned that I was doing the same exact thing beforehand. So we're kind of all, you know, all on the same pages. Basically, yeah. what you want to do is have a variety. Look at this little, look at this little girl. I'm going crazy <laughs> for this. Yeah. Um, you want to have it. a variety. So you want to pick out whatever vegetables pretty much are in season. Um, and you want to have your greens, whether that's kale, bok choy. 
and like I said, your variety of vegetables, but then the trick is you want to include grains and legumes, legumes. Yeah. So such as beans, um, a favorite here is chickpeas, yes. black beans. <laughs> um, Mia loves we, chickpeas. Yes, we cook oat groats. Um, quinoa is a really good one. I don't do a lot of pasta, but you can do some pasta to include it. There's some different studies out there recently on pasta that I have mixed emotions about so I'm still trying to decipher between the information but it's basically just saying that it's not really good for our power it's um it's too I guess carbo carbo carbohydrate um, yeah. and it doesn't digest you know as well as we originally thought in parents mm -hmm. but that's all new information so yeah. We'll get back to that. <laughs> Maybe don't include that in there. <laughs> so, but yeah, you definitely, when you're first trying out, um, get the mixed or the cooked grains in there. Um, yeah. Because they'll, they'll go for that first. Oh, also to the trick, put it in your food processor. No matter how big your bird is, if, if you're just starting out or doing a diet conversion, Put it in a food processor and make it as small as possible because this way they can't they just can't like pick, pick out the big pasta or you know whatever they just want they'll get a taste of everything and that's how you'll learn or that's how they'll learn what they like you know and and what new foods they like um because everything with birds too is like it takes time so yeah. they might not like a pepper the first time you give it to them, but then it might become their favorite three months later because they finally tasted it and ate it and digested it. So yeah, it's all a yeah. learning experience, especially when you have a large flock like me, like now, especially for the eight in the room, um, I do different styles and different versions. So they'll get their um, morning chop, which is in the food processor, but they'll also... <laughs> <laughs> they'll also get um like skewers skewers is the good yes, one where I you'll put large, yeah larger pieces um Arlo Bird is a good friend of ours she always has the reels with great ideas of new enrichment with veggies so the stuffed peppers is a really good one where you put like just open a pepper and yeah. put your chop in that pepper and then cover it with seeds or whatever else you want yeah um, there's a, there's so many different yeah you know, varieties and different ways but just keep trying and keep providing different weights because yeah you have I can tell you right now I have 11 Conyers and not one is the same every single one has a different personality every yeah. single one likes to bathe differently not everyone but most of them and every single one likes their treats, you know, they have a favorite treat compared to the other ones. They have a favorite chop recipe compared, you know, they're just all different, just like us. Yeah. Yeah. They're all We all have our preferences. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love the point that you made how if you give them like pepper, for example, one time and they don't like it, that doesn't mean that they're never going to eat it. You just need to keep trying and offer it over and over again. And I also like to suggest offering it in different ways. Like, cut it up bigger, cut it up smaller, sprinkle it with some flaxseed or some of their favorite healthy seeds, or mm -hmm. just try different things, put it on a kebab and 
you'd be surprised over time, they're going to eventually try it and they're going to figure out, oh, I really like this. So mm -hmm. yeah, when I'm making chop, I always like make sure that I have like at least five veggies in there. I also yes. like to include grains and legumes like you were saying. I actually, when mm -hmm. I first started out as a parrot mom, I had found bird tricks and that's where my nutrition journey yes. with parrot nutrition started. And mm -hmm. I also like to include sprouts or microgreens. Yes. So oh, we yes. have a lot of nutrition as well. So yes, I usually put that as like a topper. I'm mm -hmm. me as chef. So I created it and I'm like, here's your garnish. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, sprouts and microgreens. Thank you for saying. There is more and more information coming out now that that is the most important for our parrots. The mm -hmm. amount of nutrients that is in this sprout and the microgreen compared to the full-grown plant with the vegetable is double or triple the amount so it's actually I think same, like 10 times or something like that yeah I was reading a, a study yeah I it's even, a lot yeah I even heard 40 to 50 times I yeah I actually it. think yeah. that is more correct I'm trying to think I'm like was it 10 or like was it 100 <laughs> I know it's a yeah, lot it's, yeah it's a lot and they're and like that's so why, tiny, but they're packed with nutrition. They're good for us too. Yes, so good for us. And you can't even barely taste them. Like just add them in your salad, add them on a sandwich, and you're getting so many more nutrients that you need that you're normally not getting. So, and that's yeah. why too, on that subject, it's also good and important to soak our seeds um, and okay. even our nuts for the birds because it helps them be able to digest the nutrients better yeah as compared to just serving dry yeah so um so I love that we're talking about all these fruits veggies and sprouts because I also saw that you have the most beautiful massive garden and I know that you grow your own fruits and veggies and you feed yourself and your birds so yes. tell us a little bit about your garden yes so actually I am brand new to gardening um, I started two years ago when we moved here with just one little plant a couple little plants one little bed I mean and last year I decided to expand drastically because I knew the goal with Chi Chi's Chop and everything um, so I planted a bunch of stuff and it was all like a learning experience and experimentation. And at the same time, I, like I said, I discovered my new passion. Um, the gratitude, I can't even explain it really in the words, but the gratitude you get from planting this tiny little seed into the ground and nourishing it to grow into something you can provide your birds and your family with. There's no better feeling. Not to mention, you know, it's organic, like true 100% organic. There is absolutely no chemicals sprayed, used, nothing. Um, we're finding out more and more, especially nowadays with research, the produce we are getting in our stores, whether it says organic or pre-washed, it's not. A lot of the yeah. time, it's not. It Some is, don't get me wrong, but a lot of it is not. Um, someone just made recently a, a reel on grapes. It said pre-washed organic grapes. They put it, they did a video on it, put them in the bowl in the water, and there was nothing but residue, like oil-looking chemical residue. So that's a good tip. 
if you guys are buying pre-wash greens, pre-wash anything, still wash it, please. Just because it says it's pre-washed. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not safe for our birds. Yeah. I wish I fed myself the way I feed my birds, honestly. <laughs> I eat too. well. I do well. But I do so much more for them. Yeah, absolutely. So much more. <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm always like everything the best for my animals. And then I'm like, what can I have that's really fast? A slice of yeah. pizza, a banana. <laughs> Same. Yeah. The other night I was so busy. I put everybody to bed. I was still working. It was like nine o'clock. I think I didn't eat yet. I didn't feel like making anything. Tater tots. Tater tots for dinner. That's what I had. <laughs> oh my my birds have a gourmet, 20 ingredients, fresh veggies, salad looking, sprout chops. I'm having tater tots. <laughs> well, in fairness, you could have had Gigi's chop. <laughs> I could have. You're absolutely right. <laughs> oh, I love of that. It. I just want to touch on that real fast, too, because I always make this a selling point. <laughs> At the expo, I was saying, um, you know, you want homemade soup this time of year, especially in the winter, but you don't feel like doing all the work or making it. So some nights I'll open a can of chicken broth, throw it on the soup, dump a bag of that in. You have fresh uh, chicken broth, vegetable soup in 20 minutes. Oh my gosh. Minutes. I love that. Look at that. Yeah. She do yeah. shop for yeah. the who moms, the who dads and all the birds. <laughs> exactly. And there's going to be so many future blends and fun things coming out this year that I'm super excited about and can't wait to share with all of you guys. Gosh, I'm also super excited. Um, <laughs> so we've been chatting already for an hour and a half. So we're oh going to wrap God. things up really soon. I know the time flies when you're having fun. It does. <laughs> but I still had a few more questions that I quickly wanted to ask you before we go into some funny questions and wrap things up. So I had seen that you did a post and you talked about this a little bit earlier on how to boost your parents' immune system. And you talked about how you always use natural supplements and herbs and flowers. And so some of the favorite plants and herbs that you mentioned was um, turmeric, cayenne pepper, and calendula flowers. Did I say that mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yes, you did. Calendula. So tell us a, a little bit about those three plants and herbs that you like to use, how often you add them to the chop and how much you add to the chop and the benefits for our birds. Yes. So like I said before, everything I use is um, as a preventative. So I pretty much do like, I would say once, maybe every couple of weeks, um, once or twice a month, I like to call a super immune booster breakfast. So that's when I add the turmeric, the cayenne pepper. So like I said, the turmeric is anti so many, so many great, um, what's benefits. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so many great <laughs> benefits. Um, anti everything. Cayenne pepper. I like to use if I know one of them has something going on or they're a little off because it's a great inflammation fighter. Um, that's what it's mostly used for, um, to tame inflammation down. I actually have to do a post on her pretty soon, but it has a lot to do with uh, treating inflammation. Uh, that's why I use the cayenne pepper. Inflammation is what can lead to making us or our birds sick. So if we tune down the inflammation, then it gives our body a chance to recover or fight 
whatever's going on, whether it's infection or whatever. Um, yeah. The calendula flowers. I also like rosemary, basil. Um, I'm just getting into bachelor button flowers. Uh, oh my gosh, I have a whole list for this upcoming year. But basically all of them are just either antiviral, antibiotic, um, all natural. So especially rosemary. Rosemary is one of my favorites. Um, so it just helps, like I said, it, it helps increase the nutrients in the system, in the bodies, and it helps fight if there's anything starting or going on. Um, because if we, keep, if we keep our immune systems up, then we can fight if we get sick. If yeah. the immune systems are already down, which I believe that's what happened with Chi-Chi, um, if they're down and they get an infection, their body can't fight it. As far as like um, dosages and servings, I am still working on this myself and also in inquiring with my vet as well. Um, but I just do a tiny little sprinkle, um, like one eighth of a teaspoon, like yeah. very little very yeah. little okay um, of each of them all... like the turmeric the cayenne pepper yeah mm -hmm. yep and, and when it comes to like the flowers and other herbs do you offer mm -hmm. them fresh or do you get them dry like the dried version? both okay both um so I haven't seen them like the fresh yet I have not yeah all around the fresh um but the dried basically right now I do everything dried and I sprinkle it as fine as possible. So it mixes into everything. It's almost like okay. a powder. That's actually yeah. what I was just mentioning too um, about the kale. My Almost all my guys do not like the leafy greens. They always mm. leave it in the bowl along with the carrots. And leafy greens and carrots are like the most important for our birds, especially the carrots because they're always vitamin A deficiency. Yeah. Um. So what I do now is the freeze-dried kale is already so small and light that I just sprinkle it. It turns into a powder. So they're getting all that extra kale into the chop and the nutrients. <laughs> or the I chop. love that. That's such yeah. a great tip, especially for those picky eaters that don't want the leafy greens like yeah Mia for example she loves carrots and broccoli and peppers and like she eats all of her veggies Brussels sprouts peas all that stuff that's awesome but yeah. when it comes to like the kale and the spinach and those leafy mm -hmm. greens she's like I rather not so I always yes. have to find ways to get her to eat them or like you know sneak them in somehow like really finely so that's a really great tip and that, um, that's something we have as our goal too, is we'll, there's already some on the market, um, some powders out there. Uh, China Prairie is a good one, but they're, it's called like Nourish. And what it is basically, it's just the freeze dried, whether it's broth, it's either, it can be either one ingredient or it's a mix up, but it's a powder that you just sprinkle on their food for extra boosted nutrition and nutrients. Yeah, there's a lot of those different blends. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's always something that you can sprinkle on top of the chop. Mm -hmm. And I also wanted to ask you, like when you get turmeric or cayenne pepper, like what goes into your decision making of which one to buy? Because we know when we go to the grocery store or look online, there's a bunch. Are you looking yes. like for organic or anything yes. like that? Yes, I'm always doing organic. 
always, 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 always. There was actually a study I talked to a doctor not too long ago. Um, they gave the birds corn. There's a lot of misconceptions, speaking of corn, about corn out there. There is. Non-GMO organic corn is actually very beneficial for our parrots. Um, so anyway, there was a study done. They gave the birds corn, but also a mixed chop of vegetables brought, uh, bought from the store, non-organic, and then versus organic, uh, freshly locally grown, all that. The birds would not eat the corn or touch the vegetables that were from the supermarket um, that were sprayed with God knows whatever chemicals and pesticides. They're smart. It's so smart. They went directly to the bowl of the, all the non-GMO organic produce yeah. so our birds will tell us and that's the other thing yeah. like, if your bird is leaving a certain ingredient all the time in the bowl and you're getting it at the same place go and buy it from somewhere else and yeah. see if it makes the difference I love that because you yeah. never know and they can see things differently than we see like with colors mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff and yeah. I truly believe that animals are really smart like even with dogs like our dog Lambo, like there are certain things that he will eat and other things he won't eat. And I trust mm -hmm. him. I trust mm -hmm. that he knows what's good for him, what's going to give him an upset stomach and what won't. And yep. I think that birds are the same way. Like they know. And I, I think know. that animals are a lot more intuitive than we are. Yeah. Oh yes, definitely. They'll know what's bad and what's not. Like I give yeah. my dogs um, boiled chicken a lot. And if it's toward, you know, the end of it, or it's been, you know, a week or so, they won't eat it as, as much as they loved it in the beginning of the week. Or sometimes maybe it even did go bad or the fresh batch is bad and I don't know, or I can't smell it and they won't eat it. So that tells me something's wrong with it. And I don't even chance it. Like it automatically, I know it sucks. I know money's is tight these days but I mean yeah. if you care about your animals and you want to provide them with the best then don't chance giving them something bad where it can make them sick and double the cost of money because now you have to go to the vet yeah <laughs> so. exactly all right one more but, question um, yes, and but wait to go back to your question <laughs> yeah. always organic when you're searching for powders and I, I get them off Amazon most of the time like if I don't get it in the store like I'll just search you know organic turmeric powder and it's usually cheaper too because you can get the bigger uh, jars on there as well yeah absolutely so, but future goals will be providing it all for you <laughs> awesome. eventually awesome. <laughs> um so Really quickly, before we wrap things up, I also saw that you did this post and I get this from people a lot. And it's about bonding and building trust with your birds. And I love the post that you did because it was basically about how it's not a linear process and it's not easy. And a lot of times it's not quick. And it's something that I think a lot of parrot owners struggle with is like the biting and the behaviors and bonding with them and getting them to trust them. And I want to hold my bird in my hand like you hold me like an ice cream or I want them to cuddle up or I want them to love me. My bird doesn't love me. My bird is mean to me. And, you know, I'm always like the birds are not being mean. Like they're not intentionally being mean. There is just something that is not being understood. And with birds, because they are such complex little 
souls, like there's so much to them for us to get to understand them. And that's why we always talk about get to learn their behaviors, their body language, training, care needs, and all of this stuff. So I just wanted to get you to touch on a little bit about, you know, trust and building that trust with the bird and how it can be difficult, but stick in it and be patient and consistent because it'll pay off so difficult. <laughs> I can't tell you how many days I have cried my eyes out. Like, what am I doing? What? I can't do this. Like, because, you know, we as humans and as their caregivers or moms, you know, whatever you want to call us, we have our own emotions and feelings and life going on. But it's so important to be able to not, if you're in a bad mood or you are emotional, try as hard as you can not to bring it in to their room or around them. Um, like if you are crying, don't do it around them because they they sense all this and they go off of our emotions. So yeah, that's like number one is is you have to be if you're gonna do a training session or you know you're gonna try to work on something, you have to be in the right mindset because if you're already frustrated or mad about something and you're gonna go try to train your bird and it bites you at the first uh step you're doing. Yeah, then you're gonna react and you're gonna probably yell or scream. And yeah, and we've all and that's done the worst it. Thing. It's yeah. the worst thing. I mean, I can't tell you how many times that they got me last year when I was going through everything and bit me and I freaked out. You know, the worst thing you can do. You don't want to react. You don't want to move your hand or wherever they bite you. You want to remain silent and calm because if you do react, then they learn you know, reinforcement, that's going to become a behavior, a bad behavior. And, and they learn that if they bite or they scream, whatever the bad behavior is they're doing, then they learn they'll get something, whatever that is they're looking for by doing that. So just always make sure you're in the right mindset. Something for me, what? And I I just wanted to throw in, don't use punishment because punishment or yelling or reacting in a negative way or trying to punish them in any way, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And of course, it goes without saying that it's not kind. Exactly. Um, Don't ever use their cage for timeout or punishment. You want their cage to be somewhere they are comfortable and that they want to go. All my cages for my birds are left open all day and they all go in and at different times of day to play with toys or if they want to take a nap or, you know, they know that's their their safety, their comfort and their alone time if they need it. Um, So you never want to use that as a punishment. Um, positive reinforcement our parrots do not work on punishment they only work with positive reinforcement meaning Mm -hmm. if they do a behavior that you want to see for example they step up when you tell them to step up you reward them with a treat that's positive reinforcement the more you do that the more behavior comes into a habit the more they learn and there you go um, yeah. as far as trust, so I'll use, well, Peewee and Riley are great examples, but Riley, one of the eight, he was extremely terrified, um, when he got here last year, it has taken me a year for him to come on to me the first time a year. And it was a very slow process. Um, every time I would go in the room he would run away and hide behind the cage. He wanted nothing to do with me. He was terrified of hands. 
like just terrified of me. Um, it was a big change. I mean, you know, yeah. changing homes, it, a couple change of homes. So he probably was wondering what was going on. Um, but what I do is always when I would go in there, always talk quietly. Um, put I'd always put my hands behind my back. Like I wouldn't show them my hands because a lot of parrots are scared of hands, especially yeah. when you adopt them or older parrots, they have really bad experiences with hands. Um, so you never want to go like this and use like really fast movements and stuff. You always want to be very as subtle as you can, um, as quiet and as pleasant as you can. And I used to think training sessions had to be like hours long, but that it's actually the opposite. Like a yeah. five minute training session can be more beneficial than an hour out of the cage. For example, mm -hmm. if you have your bird out of the cage for an hour and all you're doing is going to chase them to get off things they shouldn't be on or you're yelling at them, no, you know, whatever the scenario yeah. is, it's not good outside of cage time. Um, yeah. You're better off taking them out, do a step up or recall training, whatever type of training, five minutes, reward them and that's it you know, maybe 10, but at least five, like that's all you like. I had the misconception that it needed to be long and it doesn't, it does not. A training session can be as low as five minutes, three minutes. Yeah. Um, so it's about the quality time, time rather than the quantity of the time. Exactly. And yeah. I learned the hard way too. like, I give my birds probably 95% of free time, especially with Chi Chi. I learned the hard way that um, that can actually be detriment detrimental detrimental detrimental. Detri detrimental. <laughs> Thank you. It can be because it gives them too much freedom, and then mm. they get used to that. And when they do have to go in their cage, or do you do have to go out for whatever reason, it causes Grocery separation shopping. anxiety. Doctor's appointment. Yeah. yeah. Just life, life things. Yeah. Um, it'll cause, it can cause separation anxiety, over screaming, you know, aggression when you get back home. Um, so make sure you give equal time, you know, outside yeah. and in cage time. Um, and then, and like I said, just patience, knowing your moods, knowing your birds' moods and behaviors, um, and rewarding. You have to reward, you have, that's the other thing. Find out what their most prized treat is. Um, Jen taught me this, like get a safflower seed, a nut, you know, whatever you think your birds like, a piece of fruit, three, four different nut choices. Either line them up on a table, put them on your hand and give them the option. Do it a few times and like with different options. And each time you'll see they'll pick, say, the almond is their favorite. Each time they'll pick the almond. So now mm -hmm. you know what the most prize reward is. So you'll save that for your very important training sessions, um, whatever that may be. Um, you know that they'll react better because they want that you know, prize treat. So yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then like, there's nothing better. Like all the tears are so worth it on that one second you get when Riley flew on to me and I had the cat, I just was cat video and the other birds and I got it on camera and he flew on me for the first time. And I was like, Oh, like, it's worth tears. it. Like, yes. And it just makes it all worth it. You know, that's what we're trying to do at the end of the day. All I want to do at least is let these birds know that they are loved, that they are safe, 
and that they can trust me and I will not ever hurt them. And that's, I love that. I love that. Okay. (laughs) Tell everybody how they can find you on social media. On social media, you can find us on Instagram at chi, C-H-I underscore C-H-I underscore B-E-E-E-N. So three E's. It's Chi-Chi Bean. <laughs> Chi-Chi underscore Chi-Chi underscore Bean. And do you also have a website? Um, We're on Etsy right now for our website. So you can just go to Etsy or Google Chi-Chi's shop and it will come right up. Or you can find our link in our bio on Instagram. Um, we also have a Facebook page. We just started. It's the same name. So, but we're just getting that up and running. And of course, we'll be adding on some others as the year goes on. Awesome. And let's have some fun before yes, we go. I always. wanted to ask you a couple of fun questions. I also very quickly wanted to know what are all the names of the eight Conyers that have a okay. room? I know so there's Riley. Yes. So we have the four males. So we have Riley, who uh, is a yellow-sided turquoise. He's beautiful. Then we have Lucky and Fortune, which are normal green cheek Conyers. And they are actually dad and son. And then we have Chido, wait, no, Chida, who is the fourth male Conyer. He's the cinnamon. And then for the four females, we have Amaya, who is the other beautiful yellow belly uh, turquoise. Then we have the three pineapples. So there's Dolce, um, Cheeto, and I'm having a brain fart. Amaya, Dolce, Cheeto. Look, I don't even know my own bird's names. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Robin! red robin three pineapples and she she's the reddest she has the beautiful red cheeks and belly oh my gosh see what i mean about brain farts like it's too much going on at once (laughs) okay so tell me what do you think are your birds new year's resolutions for 2024 (laughs) all of them Yes, as um, a whole, because <laughs> if we go one by oh, one, as a, whole, be here. Okay. <laughs> as a whole, probably to eat and get more fruit and seeds. That's what they would want. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's probably every bird's New Year's resolution. Yeah, and nutriberries, uh, of course. Of all your birds, which ones are the extroverts who love to party, and which ones are the introverts who would prefer to Netflix and chill? The extroverts, the ones that always want to party, are definitely Cheeto and Dolce. Even <laughs> Riley now. Riley's been coming out of the shell so much, and he is turning into quite the little dancer. So Aww. they all they really love dancing. Um, a good a good portion of them. So I'll go in there and turn on the music when I'm cleaning or whatever, and we just talk and dance and play. And oh, that's so cute. And the rest yeah. of them are like, I just want to chill. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Peewee is also always up for a party. Birdie and Pip are more of the snugglers. And that's something I have found out for myself as well with having such a diverse flock of females and males. I found that the females definitely are the neck snugglers. Like, does Mia like to cuddle in your neck? She is always. Like, if she was able to join me today, she would have been in my hair the entire time. Every yeah. other episode that I've done, she just like takes a nap in my hair. 
Yes. Like she, so and, I, and if I'm on the computer, that's what she's doing. It's so yes. cute. I know. I love it. <laughs> so I am realizing that like none of my males have ever crawled into the neck. And my males definitely seem to be better talkers and better dancers. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I still yeah. have not met a female. Like Pip says a couple words. Um, and I have seen some other females say some words, but I I have not seen a female conure talk as well as Chichi or as another male Kanye not yet interesting hopefully one of you can tell me otherwise because <laughs> I would love this to be a female with a high vocabulary yeah um <laughs> okay if your parents had their own sitcom what do you think the title would be and what would be like the plot <laughs> that's a good question <laughs> the crazy chaos house <laughs> something along those lines the crazy con your house the plot would be especially from the eight how they can chew out the door or out the room and come party with us in the living room that's actually what we're going through right now i shared it on my story the other day of course i got a lot of crap all that the door is like literally they're literally chewing through the door i've never seen that before me neither and they have toys they have everything but all of a sudden they started chewing so what that tells me is hormones are up hormones are ramping up i can tell by their they're much louder um i don't even know can you hear them right now or not yeah i've been hearing yeah. them <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i <yeah>. love it <laughs> that used to be so quiet and i may have made the mistake i brought them out into the living room I guess it was like last month or so. And ever since then, they want to come out and be- want to be where the party is, is, where the bigger yeah. space is. Yeah. So, but we are working on, um, we're redoing everything. So in the spring, we're doing a outside um, Avery. Laura, you are so <laughs> inspirational. You've warmed my heart and you've also shared so much valuable information and tips on this podcast episode so i'm so excited for everybody that's listening to it and once again thank you so much for joining me today thank you so much and i'm so excited you've been doing this and you're such a blessing to our parrot and bird community as well so i'm super excited to see what you do for 24 and it's been such a pleasure getting to talk to you and know you thanks so much for tuning in to the parrot podcast i'm your host sandra from Poodles and Parrots. I hope that you enjoyed this informative and colossal episode. Don't forget to follow Laura and her flock at Chichi Bean. And Happy New Year. Let's cheers to a great year. Oh, and one more thing. This podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes. I am not a licensed avian vet, behaviorist, or professional expert in parrots. The information provided is not intended as a substitute for professional advice from a qualified avian vet, trainer, or behaviorist. Consult with a specialist for personalized guidance on your specific situation and have a awesome day.